0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The dream is made real! Ricky Holt rocks the world! How do you like it? How do you like it? wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over! Welcome, Fight Fans, to another episode of One to Watch. And on today's episode, we've got the man from Barrow known as Gode, Mike McGoldrick, and we're going to be talking to him about his pro career to date. He's currently 3 0. Started pretty late, but has always been involved in boxing. So he's looking to make an impact in the boxing world in 2019. We're going to be talking about where it came from, why he decided to get into boxing so late, the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, everything really. You want to know about our prospects at this stage of his career. So, before we get into the meat of this episode, as always, I want you to go onto Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you're using Apple or iPhones, if you're on Android, there's plenty of great apps like Spirica, Stitcher, Podbean, all the other ones out there. Go and find them, go and find us, follow us on that app, review us share us around social media let everybody know what you think about the episodes and the podcast in general because it helps massively and another quick one bear attack boxing make sure you go over to their website at uk. go and find the latest high quality equipment that they're doing for boxers and keep your eyes out for more products coming soon follow them at attack boxing on twitter and bear attack boxing on instagram and facebook so this is once to watch with goldie mike mcgoldrick so i am delighted to say i've got goldie mike mcgoldrick on the phone with myself for this ones to watch episode how are you doing my friend
1: I'm doing alright, mate. I've just finished uh, one of the first training sessions of the year this morning, so I'm feeling pretty chilled out now. Got all my energy out this morning, ready to kick into 2019.
0: So, we're going to talk a little bit about 2018 in in this interview, but really, for the the benefit of the people that don't already know who you are and where you've come from, let's rewind straight back to the beginning and talk
1: about what got you into boxing. Um, well, my dad was an, an amateur boxer in Scotland when he was younger, so um, he always had boxing on the telly when I was a kid. And like we used to, like I'm talking before the age of ten now. Like we used to mess about sparring and stuff in the living room, and he'd just wind me up and and sort of would have it on the telly and, and mess about. And then when I hit about ten years old, it took me to a boxing gym, um, and never really looked back since. Uh, after that, I was just on and off as an amateur um, all my life, really, until sort of the age of 30 when a uh I had a little chat with Johnny Roy down at um, MTK Manchester and and said I was kind of done with amateur and um, I wanted to have a few years in the pro game and see if I could achieve something. That's it, really.
0: Was there a reason why you was kind of in and out of boxing? You know, was it just the, was it the, was it the <coughs> the desire and the hunger or the love or was it just generally like stuff that was going on in your life at the time?
1: It was just it was just other things that were on in my on in my life. Like I worked out of town, so it was difficult to like be in the gym every single day, be on weight all the time. and I, So I, I had other things going on. I played football, travelled about a bit and stuff, but I always sort of came back to, to boxing. Like the gym in Barrow or Barrow ABC was always sort of like a home that I came back to whenever I was in, back in town. I was down there a few times a week and keeping fit and keeping in shape. But when you're, when you're a fully-fledged f- like amateur and you're boxing through seasons of sort of ABAs and that, you need to be like down the gym every single day, or you need to be on weight all the time, you need to be like fully committed and I could never really quite get that. So I just sort of boxed around the country, um, around the north west in on sort of just like the little shores in working men's clubs and that sort of thing. We really, never really achieved anything as an amateur, which is probably what's What's spurred me on so much now that I've turned over to to try and win something?
0: Do, do you think it puts you at a, a, a slight disadvantage with uh, you know not a, not a big depth to your amateur career, or do you feel like what you've been able to display so far as a professional is you know is is, is potentially going to take you where you want to go you know goal wise? Um, it's probably
1: yeah, I I'd say it's probably a disadvantage in some respects because um not not being so young now, I'm on the wrong side of thirty. I haven't got time to like if I got injured or something, um you know, I haven't got time to sort of recover from that injury and carry on my career. Whereas if I was in my mid my mid twenties I'd probably have that luxury but in other respects, um, John is aware of my age, MTK aware of my age, so we're trying to push on moving up to six rounds and eight rounds and ten rounds as fast as we can. So, you know, in, in other respects, it's maybe a slight advantage where I get to, if I can cope with it, if I can cope with the training and, and the rounds and stuff, I can probably progress a little bit faster than someone who's a bit younger who, who had to wait for that. So I think there's probably two sides to the coin there
0: let's just let's just clarify for for people that are listening you say the wrong side of 30, i know you're not like nearly 40 yet you're only 33 you're uh, turning, <laughs> turning 34 yeah. next week but still obviously it's like for 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 most people it's very late to sort of get into the game but you've got to take a little bit of inspiration from guys that have got into the game so late but I've gone on to
1: do so much yeah, I mean, I mean, some people have... Not, I mean, I mean, Joshua was one of them. He didn't start boxing until he was, he was, I think, in his 20s, was he? Something like that. But it's not as if I I didn't start boxing later. I did start at 10. I was always training and I was always. I was boxing as an amateur. I wasn't an active amateur. I just wasn't one of these amateurs who, who was in the ABAs every season and, and on Team GB and all that. So it's not as if I'm completely learning from scratch. I've still got some background and it's always been boxing. So... Um, I'll just have to see what I can do really.
0: How did you end up over at MTK Manchester?
1: Well um Liam Conroy, um, the English champ he beat Joel McIntyre for the uh for the English title. He used to box at my um my amateur gym with me and we used to we used to spar a bit when we were younger and he was really sort of the first person from my town to turn professional because when I was younger people didn't really think, you know, small town um mentality kind of thing that people from around here could do that sort of thing. So it was really Liam that sort of inspired a few other people in the town that, uh, to t- sort of work hard, and, and that it could be done. And Liam trained at, uh, at MTK with Johnny Roy, um, and really it was through Liam that I ended up getting in contact with Johnny and, and going down and training. And he s- sort of gave me a trial period and a provisional period to see how I was doing, on the and um, told me I could turn over with him. So, can't really, come, really." So
0: going to MTK Manchester, and and obviously I know it's a bit of a bit of a travel just to say the least isn't it coming from, from where you're yeah. based to, to get there what what's it like trying to juggle everything like that you know trying to travel there and then go back and train and you know obviously try and fit any sort of work in between it um, well in many respects it's, it's the hardest
1: part I mean most fighters love training most fighters love fighting most fighters love sparring but the thing that gets in the way is, like for, for people like me who don't live around the corner of the gym is it's pretty much a three-hour round trip. So, any sort of family meals, any any birthdays, any anything like that, any sort of overtime you can do at work, it, it all gets knocked on the air because you've got to commit yourself to driving down the road and back for for three hours a night. But. The the one positive that I do take from it is that if, um, um and we it's basically sort of an hour and a half each way where we can chat about boxing and and because he's he's involved with the game himself it's not like chatting to just someone in the street or one of your mates about it you can really sort of talk about how the sparring went or what potential fights you think are coming up in two thousand and nineteen and. And really chat about your training, how you're feeling, your diet, you, you, if you're dehydrated, if you what you're eating, what supplements you're taking, and all that all that good stuff. So it's a nice little hour and a half break each way where you can really just focus on the boxing and get ready for training. So that is. The positive that I take out of it but obviously uh, I think it'd be better if the gym was a bit closer <laughs> I lived a bit
0: closer to the gym It certainly must be a, a very very good gym for you to travel an hour and a half uh, there and an hour and a half back and I know that you've had a, a lot of good sparring being over at MTK Manchester and I'm pretty sure that's probably put you in, I was talking about disadvantages earlier about the amateur career but knowing the sparring that you've had and the the, the people that you've sparred it's probably really giving you that experience on the job hasn't it
1: yeah I, I, i've um it's not so much the, the gym facilities themselves i don't it's a brilliant gym um it's just like J- johnny's a very uh, very wise technical trainer so i've i really enjoy the, the technical training that we're doing and then we've been um part of the mtk set up, he's got that pool of, of fighters that he can sort of dig into and, and get good sparring down when we need to or if them other lads contact him for sparring we can go away to, to other MTK gyms and spar and stuff and he's got good contacts in the, in the industry so it's not so much the gym itself it's more Johnny and his contacts and, and the people that surrounded surrounding him and obviously I'm getting sparring with, with Liam and other people like that as well so um yeah the sparring's great really we've just moved gyms actually from I know you came down to the uh the other one in Preston down the Strand. We've moved to a new location now. It's a bigger gym now, and, and it, it's even better than it was before. So
0: Good. Well, that's good to know. Uh, definitely have to come down and pay another visit down there for sure, and come to guy, see you yeah, guys yeah, in action. Definitely. Uh, 2018 then. Tell me about how you think that went for you.
1: Well, um, it, well it went as good as it could do, really. I, had, I managed to have three fights um, one of them all. Um, all of them went the distance. Um, the toughest fight I had was uh, a lad called Hyde. He was um, like four or five inches taller than me so it was really hard to get in, in range with him and I felt like that was the fight I learned the most from and um, because I got hit the most and it was really hard to get into that range and that and and it was a tough fight for me uh so I think that that at that stage of my career that was a really good learning experience to have um the other two f- fights from my debut against a Lithuanian lad and Lewis Van Pooch who's got a lot of brings a lot of charisma to the ring um, that was entertaining my friends and stuff in print. when they came down so that's always a good boost for you um, they're all good shows all good venues big shows um, one of them was the Brian Rose undercard, so that was all a, a good experience for me um, when it's a good show like that it's always good that your us and, and friends and stuff have a good time because then they're going to come back and watch you again aren't they and I feel like um, they were all fairly decent performances you know, all in all
0: and one thing i've noticed on social media is that regardless of you coming from you say a small town you do seem to get a lot of a lot of articles coming out from from that town and, and obviously they do seem to be getting behind you a lot and have you started to see as this uh as the last year went on more people are starting to get well, take notice of you you know as a fighter now you know knowing that you're there and you're progressing through your career
1: yeah i think i think that's where the small town thing becomes an advantage um because like if someone's doing something like that in a small town, you tend like a small town, you tend to know everyone. Everyone knows you. So people try to like get behind you. Whereas I think if you're in a city and you've got a small group of friends, it'd be more difficult for like ticket sales and and that sort of thing. So it's good that being from Barra, everyone gets behind us. And me and Liam both being at the same gym and sometimes being on the same fight card, like it means that we do get a lot of travel support. And and that's it. without that, we we basically wouldn't be fighting. So I'm I'm chuffed with how many people have got behind me so far. I just I really want to try and pay people back by. putting on good performances and eventually sort of competing for titles in the end. So, yeah, yeah, I'm chuffed with the support I've had from everyone around me. Local business are always... Getting in touch to try and offer me sponsorship where they can, which is a good thing as well.
0: So let's talk about 2019 then, and we talked about a little bit earlier on in the conversation about obviously you're getting into boxing a little bit later, and you know you're being at the age of 33, nearly 34. This year then, yeah. do you feel like it's uh, a quite a pivot? It's going to be quite a pivotal year for your career in terms of you're going to have to quite push on quite quickly if you're going to want to get to the sort of central area title or English title stages in your career.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm in good shape. I'm not sort of... Uh, I've never been overweight or, you know, like that sort of thing. I don't smoke or any of them sort of things. So I'm in good health. I, I am in good shape, but... Definitely, I agree with you there. We're, we're stepping it up already. My next fight's going to be six rounds, um, and then I'll have to speak to Johnny after that. But I would like to, I would hope, my my goal is by the end of the year I'll be fighting uh, fighting an eight round fight at least. Because as we know, like titles come at eight and ten rounds, so. By the end of the year, I hope to be comfortable at eight and I'll, I'll be able to gauge that in the gym when I'm sparring, sparring sort of more rounds and fighting more. That's the end of this year to step up the rounds. And just touching back on
0: sponsorships, obviously, I always give an outlet for people to let the guys know who is supporting them. So if you can remember all of them, <laughs> give them a shout out, let them know who they are uh, that are supporting you. And, and obviously, you know, if there's anybody that wants to get in touch with you, let them know also where they can find you to do
1: that well at the moment I've been dead lucky with sponsorships I've got uh, they're all local businesses, really. Furnace, tiles, and flooring, uh, Subbot Record, um, NC Meat to local butchers that gives me a lot meat. James Henry Tyson, um, a barber, um, I've got the unit body, it uh, helps me out a lot with stuff of the stuff. Sean May, my and I've just picked, recently picked up a sponsor, Go Back Racing. That's, that's actually my old man's uh, making business, so he's, he's helping towards paying for my fuel costs now. Um, and then one of our main sponsors is uh a Strength and Conditioning, I Spend a lot of my time training. He's a local strength and conditioning coach. So I work with him on developing like power, strength, and conditioning specific to boxing, that sort of thing. He's a really valuable sponsor and he works a lot with the local. Um, a few local lads who do like MMA and rugby and that sort of thing so he's definitely one of the most important sponsors I've got and where uh, if anyone wants to again? get in touch with me on social media it's goldie underscore mm on Instagram and then just Mike McGoldy on Facebook
0: well again as always it's a pleasure to get you on and letting people know obviously who you are where you come from and where you plan to go in 2019 and I, I, again as always I look forward to seeing where you go you know I've, I, we've always had a, a good banter you know between between us, and I'm excited to sort of see where this year takes you, and I'll be following it closely. And I'm pretty sure the guys that listen to this podcast, the you know the supporters of what we do, will will certainly tune in and, and, and keep an eye on you for the future. And I, I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Yep. Cheers, Sean. Thanks for that, mate.
0: So there you go, guys. Another episode of Ones to Watch with Goldie Mike McGoldrick, looking to go far in 2019. He's three zero at the moment as a prospect and he's looking to double that by the end of the year looking to get himself into bigger and better fights as the next two to three years progress so I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Goldie and if you have, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean or even on the YouTube channel Each Sleep Boxing Repeat and subscribe to any of them channels to find this podcast or any other good available podcasting app please find us, share us Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you think about the episode. Make sure you go and find Mike McGoldrick on social media and give him a follow and follow his journey because 2019 promises to be a great year for him. I hope you've enjoyed the episode, fight fans. This is Ones to Watch, Mike McGoldrick. See you next time.
1: Network.